sing, ladies and gentlemen. Are you ready for some laughs? Are you? waiting for the bestiality videos to get their own category at the Adult Video Awards. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost. How the fuck am I funny? And Dave Martin. What have we got here? A fucking comedian. Can you dig it? All right. Welcome to the show. This is Anything Goes. Uh, once again, we are Darren Frost free this week. He is off in uh, Halifax. So uh, you're stuck with me. No, I was going to get to you. I was going to oh. get to you, sweetheart. <laughs> uh, I, I love your. I do love your hairdo today, but it, you... You, Everybody can tell. I have like a, like a girl suit all the time. It's called hangover do, and right. I don't know why you're you like think it's awesome, but yeah, it's just like a hair clip where you shove all your hair so it's in this like big foofy thingy on top of your head. It's it's my it's hangover hair. It's, it's your hangover hair, but I complimented it. I know that's so sweet. That's so well, nice, actually. But I mean, that's one of the worst things for a guy is if you when you compliment a girl and then she just. Uh, she sort of, uh, you know, flushes your compliment down the shitter. She's just like, <laughs> oh, this is just this little full thing. Like, you want to get laid that badly, you're going to compliment my hangover, No, dude? but like, if I enjoy <laughs> it, I enjoy it. That's, uh, that's cute. nothing wrong with that. No, I'm excited it's working for me. I guess hangover is just my look. <laughs> uh, and a good look it is, and a frequent look it is. Uh, and why am I hungover? Well, we were at the Canadian Comedy Awards last night, but I, I want to get to the fact that this is... Oh, uh, yeah. Anything we- goes uh, on the week of uh, August 29th. This is August 29th, and uh, we have a great show today we have uh, two fantastic guests on uh, we have uh, mr. Mike Wilmont and uh, we have Albert Howell who are going to be in the studio with us um, my name is Dave Martin I'm your host for, uh, for this week and uh, alongside me we have the lovely Christina Walkinshaw it's me I'm Christina Walkinshaw I just interrupted my own <laughs> intro <laughs> I'm well, such an I, idiot I, I try to get all the intro bullshit maybe off I'm the still top. drunk maybe how long does like 60 ounces of wine get you <laughs> quite a while have you peed or sweated a lot no, nah, a little bit, yeah. Oh. Does that, do you feel like you're getting your money's worth uh, when you wake up and you're still a little bit drunk? Kind of, yeah, do you? <laughs> a little bit, because I... I well, I'm like, oh my God, let's do this, day. Let's do this. Well, I always have that, like, sorry, you wake up and you're still a little bit hammered, and then you don't realize that you're drunk, but you think that you just don't have a hangover? No, I know. And actually, Tim Steves has a great joke about that, where right. he goes, like, halfway through, you, you're like, you wake up, you're like, I fucking got this. I oh, beat man. this hangover. Oh, my God, Then at 3 me. o'clock in the afternoon, you're like, oh my God, I'm yeah. going to die. And then you start doing shit, and then you start having these, like, alcoholic sweats. I know. Well, I thought it was the humidity today but right. it might have actually been the booze and i woke up and i was like i got out of bed at like three because i had an after party at my house whatever that went, <laughs> whatever <laughs> whatever you know i just i happened to buy like five bottles of wine and like a bunch of beer just in case everybody you weren't expecting a bunch of low-life comics to come by no that was gonna be my supply for the day but <sighs> anyways uh but then i invited over other people but yeah no i woke up this morning and i could tell i was still drunk because like it didn't even occur to me to go for a coffee uh, it was like i should go for another beer yeah exactly you're like oh man but the bars are open again it's three o'clock in the afternoon Let's did you think that this. the bars would close with the <laughs> oh i'm hung over the bars of or this is the last night the bars are open but uh <laughs> I want to tell you one thing. The uh, we were at the uh, comedy awards last night, and uh, if uh, if anyone thought that expensive drinks at the Royal York Fairmount oh, Hotel shit. would stop comics from drinking, you are fucking wrong. Oh, oh my one God. comic. I'm not gonna say who she is. Obviously, she's one of my best friends. Came with a quote unquote bottle of water. 
And the bottle of water was all vodka. Oh, very cool. Amazing. I've heard heard that women do that more often than guys. I always want to sneak a bottle in. I believe that. I totally believe that. Yeah, Yeah. I don't know why. Because you imagine if you were- It's like you'd think dudes would be cheaper than chicks, but maybe we're actually a cheaper sex. What do you think? Uh... Maybe because we're kind of used to getting things for free. I guess like, so, Guys yeah. buy us stuff. Yeah. So maybe we are the cheaper sex. Well, maybe. I'm sure, you know what? I'm sure if you went out with a bunch of your girlfriends and then you put like a Mickey of vodka in your purse, you, that would be okay. But totally. if you were, if Girls you were, do it all the time. Yeah. Maybe were, it's because we travel with purses. Well, that makes it a lot easier to sneak things in and out. I mean, you can't yeah. really, you know, you have this like square sort of shape in your pants that you can't really <laughs> explain. It's, you, no, it's not your wallet. I mean, I'd love for you to explain that. <laughs> <laughs> what a weird square tumor that you have growing <laughs> in your pocket <laughs> yeah, with a bottle, exactly. cut, with a bottle cap You're happy it. to see me in a really rectangular kind of way. The um, But I, uh, I, I that doesn't, it, it surprised me and it doesn't. But if you were going on a date with a guy, you wouldn't bring a bottle of vodka in your purse, would you? <laughs> no, I'd like to think that, that the date would, would go that pleasant that it would need to like binge drink. Binge drink and water yourself down to exactly. tolerate this person that you're sitting with. <laughs> uh, we were uh, at the uh, Comedy Awards last night. Uh, we're proud to say that uh, we are uh, losers. We are proud uh, losers. We are proud losers. We did not lose. We uh, we lost our uh, our award for uh, best radio program. Yeah. Uh, but that's it, it. It does feel that's great. Right. You're if- listening to a shitty show right now, everybody. <laughs> no, you're <laughs> Get not. Into you're it. not. You're just, <laughs> no, you're kidding. listening to a show with uh, not as many viewers as the CBC's This and That. Oh, is that uh, what won? Which, I've never even heard that. I know. <laughs> I haven't so either. Funny. But um, uh, they won. Uh, congratulations to them. Uh, Pat Kelly and Peter Olring's show uh, This and That. They. Uh, uh, they won that, um, but uh, I mean, I guess if we, even though we lost, that doesn't mean that we should not thank our listeners. No, we should still thank. We, we should, got it. Remember, we got an email last week. We did get an email, uh, and we got an email from a, a somebody a lady. emailed us. You guys were excited. Somebody's listening. Um, Somebody's listening. But uh, you, uh, Christina, said that she was referred to as a toe-headed in an yeah. interview. And uh, we didn't know what that meant. And right. uh, I, Christina Googled it. I did not. I Googled it. And honestly, there was nothing, even on Wikipedia, I couldn't find this reference. But That's then someone, someone emailed us and said that toe-headed means pure blonde. Yeah. Which is correct. That's I believe true. so. Okay. Oh, yeah. I'm like we, a dirty blonde. Right. Um, <laughs> Don't, no pun intended. No. Whatever. Uh, so how did you, what did you think of the comedy awards? I actually thought they were great. I like the whole, like, I don't know, maybe I'm a dreamer, but I like the whole Golden Globe Award vibe of yeah. it, that we all had tables, we all had drinks. You know what I mean? It made it very fun. It was less uh, stiff than, like, a theater show. Like, last year, it was in a theater, and you're sitting there, and you fucking love a drink, but... I know, yeah, yeah. I, I liked the vibe last night. I thought it was awesome. Yeah, it was tragic that a glass of wine was $13. <laughs> like, know, comedians can afford that. They were fucking strip club prices. <laughs> they Actually, they were, more, they were more expensive than a fucking strip club, as far as yeah. I know. Dude, and I, nobody got naked there last night at nobody all, so you all. got ripped off. And they were actually, you know what? There were a couple people that were like, oh, man, if I get a I'm going to go up naked and accept my award, but nobody, that person never won. So. <laughs> bummer. It was Boomer. Or bless. Boomer. <laughs> Full bless. Oh, you know, Boomer was. He was going to go totally up naked, yeah. Boomer. But uh, if you know Boomer, then uh, then you're not surprised. But there was a couple of surprises. Uh, sadly, uh, uh, Yuck Yuck's comic who passed away recently, Stuart Silver, was left out of the Ooh, memorial uh, video montage. Uh, and uh, which was a pisser because Stuart Silver was a very, very funny comic. He was left out. Uh, they also left out David Rakoff, uh, Simon Rakoff, uh, Canadian comedian, Simon Rakoff's uh, brother. David had done the Winnipeg Fest, even though a lot of people said, oh, well, he mostly lives in New York. Sure, but uh, but the fact they 
left off uh, Stuart Silver, I thought was pretty. That was crazy. That Stuart's was not been a, around for a long time. And you'd think that not that many Canadian comedians die in a year I that know. you would just forget about in Stuart fact, Silver. In fact, I actually think it's so sad that there was enough Canadian comics that died this year to have a montage. Like, that was shocking. Well, like, I was like, oh my God. That's it was really. Uh, that's when I wish I took my break to go pee because I did. It made me sad. Well, there was a lot of people. I mean, a lot of uh, like Paul Sullivan passed away yeah. uh, this year, and uh, well, and Joe Bodley. So they have to have some level right. of one more. But I was pretty shitty that I thought uh, Stuart Silver was left out of it. Uh, all sort of different, uh, you know, uh, excuses for that. I'm sure, but or maybe they just didn't do the research. Yeah, but that's still that's no excuse. That's no fucking. I don't like how. I know if you're gonna do that, you need to research it. Yeah, you need to go. Okay, let's really like tap into it, the. It's you know. not like the Emmys or Oscars where, you know, there's a lot of people that die. And some That's people true. are like, oh, these people are more on TV than film, so the right. TV will recognize them. But not that many Canadians uh, die. That, uh, they can uh, ex- have an excuse for Stuart Silver not being there. Uh, Christine Von Hagen won for best uh, female stand-up. I know. I lost to her. And, uh, Luckily, well, I told her, and then I tweeted, I was like, but I won for best after party. Oh. Then she's like, no, I had to bring my own vodka. You oh. lost. I won for best after party. Yeah, <laughs> but you hosted it. You It was at I your know. place. I had so. wine and beer. I'm, I'm not. Of, I had bubblegum flavored vodka to be and fair. She just didn't partake I, in it. Fuck, somehow I wasn't there either. I don't know. I know, I know, I'm sorry. I should have tweeted my after party. I didn't I, know. I just like anybody who was around me, like I I was so drunk last night. I fell out of a cab. I'm not proud of it. This is my not little. A moving one? I have a boo boo on my elbow. Oh, that's okay. That's from falling out of the You'll cab. Be, rub some dirt on it. You'll be fine. I know, right? The, uh, and- I did lose to Von Hagen, and she is my well, one of my best friends. So I'm. That's your wedding gift. Uh, uh, so, uh, that's my. I, I want to talk about. I, I will talk about weddings sometime because I have to go to one on September 9th and I have no fucking. Are idea you going to Von Hagen's wedding? I am going to that, and I so still we'll have be together. No, what fucking idea to to buy for that? We either. we don't have to buy her anything anymore because she won for best female comic. That's our present to her. Oh, was it? Yeah, oh, you I voted vote. for her. I voted. I for her. I did vote for her. Yes. Yes. Why well, should I? Might have voted Bitch, for you. Did you vote for me? No, I vo- I voted you for vote? you. I voted for you. I was fucking lied right there. You it's too me. awkward to like tell people who you voted for. Some people did tell me that they voted for me. And that was nice, and I told people that I voted for. But it's you know. Yeah, well, are you it's, supposed to talk about who you voted for? It's kind of awkward. It is Because then of. you're, you know, somebody else might hear it that you uh, voted for. Well. But thank you for voting for me. I did vote for you. Uh, and Mark Mark Forward uh, won for uh, Best uh, Comedic Performance. He's hilarious. Uh, a very, very funny set uh, he did on uh, Craig Ferguson. And uh, a little bit of controversy, Mr. Ron Sparks won for Best Male Stand-Up. Uh, uh, one of the criterias for winning Best Male Stand-Up is you have to have done... 25 or is it 20? I can't remember whether it's 20. I think it's 25. When you, yeah, when, when you, you do submit 25, to possibly 45, be nominated, you have to do 25, 25 sets of 40 minutes, 40 minutes or longer or something like that. And I think a lot of people would argue whether he's done that or not. But as soon as, as, soon as you start saying, oh man, as soon as you start uh, judging the criteria that a lot of people that support the winner um, are going to be like, oh, come on, man, why do you have to be such a bummer? I know. People voted for him. Like, it's, you know, people like Ron Sparks. He's very funny. He does a lot of hilarious things. I know he does his, like, news uh, desk show and stuff. But 45 really minutes, I don't think he's, 40, 40 minutes, sets, I don't think he's done that. But I, you know, it's the awards. But I don't know. We're just bringing it up because people are talking about it. People and bless are talking your heart. About- I fucking love you, Ron Sparks. You showered in my apartment last night. Nobody uses my shower. That not even be me. His, his reward. <laughs> the, um, uh, I, I I like Ron. I think he's a good guy. Yeah, uh, I think he's great. I, I so do funny. think he's a funny dude. I just I do question uh, his uh, award only based on the criteria if he's uh, lived up to it or not. Right. Um, but uh, I thought the awards went all right. I, I just I thought it was super I, fun I just, time. It, it it had some uh, there was some uh, fun elements to it. Um, at uh, but no one's ever going to really be completely satisfied with it. Everyone's going to question the judging. I I thoroughly believe though that. Um, 
that we referred to an award show as a popularity contest because I think once you throw in online voting, you're basically right. all the judgments are fucked because I personally know of someone who created four email accounts just so they could vote four times wow. for our show. Wow. See, I'm telling you that's that nice. that is nice, but it, it just shows but you that it the shows sy- yeah, there's, it shows you there's the system's fucked. To... It's a bunch yeah. of it's a but see now I'm against online voting and uh, and judging too. So I don't know how if I would I know. have comedy competitions. There's no, I think competitions just suck. Competitions just suck, and they're truly just a popularity contest. Well, can we all just like do our thing, enjoy each other, and then fucking drink and go home? But because competitions are a great way for clubs to make money, because people invite their friends out and all that horseshit. That's so true, and they don't pay anybody because they have a possibility of making money. Oh, it's it's the uh, it's, it's all in your possibility of making money. It's all in your. You'd be amazed what people will do with the ex, ex, uh, expectation of winning something. Yeah. Well, anyway, I thought that I thought that the uh, I think online online voting is bullshit. So I think you, know, you really fuck up the credibility of uh, of the voting thing as soon as the online thing comes into play. But I thank you for whoever did vote for me, and we thank you for whoever voted for us. Yay! Uh, like I said, this is anything goes for the week of August 29th. Uh, we are going to be back in just a few minutes with um, Albert Howell. Albert Howell's uh, 22 Albert. minutes. <laughs> Albert. His name's Albert Howell. Uh, we're going to be back in a few minutes with Albert Howell uh, and. Uh, uh, we'll talk to you then. Bless. Better than crack whores. They never stay the whole hour. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost and Dave Martin. Hey, this is Keith Sarnowski. You're listening to Anything Goes. At least your life isn't as sad as ours. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost and Dave Martin. All right. We are uh, back from the break. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost, but uh, we are minus Darren Frost this week. I'm Darren Frost. <laughs> Grr. You are the You are the sexiest Darren Frost I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, uh, we are. Um, <laughs> We are uh, in Toronto, of, as like we are every single week here with uh, Anything Goes, week of August uh, 29th. Darren is away. He's uh, shooting an episode of Mr. D in Halifax. Uh, beside me is uh, the lovely and very funny Christina Walkinshaw. Hi. And in studio right now, we have the uh, very, very funny uh, writer, comedian, improviser, uh, Mr. Albert Howell. Hello. And Hi, Albert. How are I'm, you? I'm fine. Thank you. Now, Glad Albert. to be here. <laughs> We are happy that you are. The last time I saw you, you were accepting uh, many awards on uh, people's behalf. On other people's behalf. That's... At the Canadian Comedy Awards. I think that's the thing. That's going to be my new role now is I'm just going to accept for other people now. Yeah, I was a, well, I accepted for uh, Rebecca Northen. I was originally there, who, and she won for uh, Best Play and Best uh, Female Improviser. So congratulations to her. The, yes. Uh, her show Blind Date, which is actually opening in Calgary. So, right. so people should go check it out. Uh, and then... Uh, uh, Peter and Pat, who are also very good friends of mine, I, Peter and I actually started, my first paying improv gig was with, was with Peter Oldering back in Calgary, mm-hmm. at, and at the Loose Moose Theater, we worked together, and uh, they won, and the guy that was, I guess the guy that was giving out the award didn't realize what was going on, and he mm-hmm. d- he just looked awkward. He sort of stood there looking around, <laughs> and then he started dancing to the music. Or something, and I was just like, I was going, this is just sad. we got to put it out of its misery. So I just jumped up on the stage, and I accepted for Peter and Pat as well. So I ended up <laughs> accepting three awards, and I was nominated for nothing. Well, and, oh, that's amazing. And, and I liked at the end of the night, while I was, uh, everyone had em- uh, emptied out of the main room where the awards was, 
And I was going back into the main room to look for um, unfinished glasses of red wine. <laughs> and, uh, well, considering what but then I had already drank them all. So say, considering what they were costing, uh, I know it was very costly. It was yeah, thirteen dollars for a glass of wine. Insane. It was, uh, I, and I didn't know who to blame. I hate. I don't want to blame the comedy awards, and I no. want to blame the Royal York Hotel. I do too. With, I mean, they set the prices, but no. you know, right. what are you going to do? Apparently, they included gratuity. I asked. Because <laughs> I'm a still, I'm you, you know what like they, that. Well, I like. They did for Please me. Please your weight stuff. Because <laughs> as soon as I as soon as I saw the press, I was like, "Well, you ain't getting a tip." Oh yeah, that's I'm, true. I'm done, man. I, I still left a, a dollar there. I still left a, a loony. No, I, I was I I heard because you know I'm still big I in never, the restaurant I, industry friend scene. Uh, yeah, that actually I felt bad. You know, I felt bad about that, but I was just like, man, we're, no, com- that's, we're comedians. Who the, you can get a bottle afford? of wine for seven dollars and sixty five cents. If you try hard, just enough, email yeah. me. I'll tell you exactly which brands are the best for under eight dollars. Or have a tug of war with a them. lot of people will brag about finding a bottle under ten dollars. I can find a bottle under eight. I'm a professional. Like a, a good bottle of wine, or not bad. I'm telling that. you, this is Ari Marmolejo yeah. from well, we Italy. Should, we good. should talk. We should talk later. I can I can find a reasonably decent bottle. Bottle of wine under a bridge, and I would probably still like that somewhere. <laughs> Just have a fucking tug of war with a hobo or something. Uh, one of the things. Um, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I was going back in to look for look for unfinished drinks, and then you you had like three comedy awards in your hand that you were trying to find. Where the fuck do I put these? That's I know. hilarious. Because well, they they're not mine, and I was like, if I lose these, I'm in so much trouble. You know, it's like if you lose your own, it's like ah, what the hell. But if I lose somebody else's, it's like no, you were you were asked to take charge of these, so you take care of them. So yeah. I was, and they were heavy. Those things are heavy. They're like got a marble base on them, and they're. Oh, so yeah. three of them. It's just like man, it was a workout for the rest of the night. <laughs> <laughs> should have juggled. You should have juggled them or, or something. Some, or tried at some point. It's funny because Allison Smith, uh, she Facebook messaged me and she was like, "I know this is awkward because we're in the same category, but if I win, can you accept on my behalf?" And mm-hmm. she wrote me this little speech of what she would have said uh, or that's whatever. What Rebecca did with me. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Right. So it would have been. I and I even wrote her back. I'm like, it's not awkward at all. Actually, it's funnier. It would be better if I went on stage <laughs> after losing and then being like, "Oh no, 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 you guys! Like, I don't drink that." much i know i didn't win like do you know what i mean and then like set her speech or whatever i think it would have actually been funnier to lose I, to allison and then go up there and read her speech i wish that i had sort of jumped the gun and i'd run up and accepted the Pat and pete's award for a for best radio show well i was that one of the losers for yeah. it i could have but I, it would have been funny i'm telling you it been but funny. There, there was like a lot of awkward moments where people sort of were looking around like i don't know what happens next and i didn't know if it was just one of those awkward moments yeah but, yeah you know there so. were, yeah there was there were several so you know that happens um, now, uh, you are, are you originally from Calgary? I am, yeah. And uh, they have a, 20, is it the 20th or 20th? 35th. The, th- the 35th, holy 30th, shit. The uh, Loose Moose Theater in Calgary uh, at the end of September is having the 35th anniversary uh, reunion show. And uh, they're celebrating th- all improvisers from the last 35 years are coming back to do it. Peter's coming, Peter and Pat are coming <laughs> back. Uh, Rebecca's coming back. I'm coming back. Uh, Roman Danilo. Oh, very cool. Oh, yeah, awesome. very cool. Uh, so there's a lot of us coming back to uh, do that. Now, uh, the Loose Moose has a long oh, uh, history. Mark, of... I'm sorry, Mark McKinney and Bruce McCullough are also coming back. Oh, they're all, shit. They're well, also Loose Moosers. This is all a part of the festival they're having in Calgary. Yeah. Uh, what is the name of that festival? There's the YYC uh, Comedy Festival, where the C is part of the comedy. So I don't know how you pronounce it. I guess YY Comedy or YYC Comedy. But it's the Calgary Comedy Festival. And it's in, and it's just for some reason it's happening at the same time as the Loose Moose 35th anniversary. Thing. Oh, so it's all happening at the same time. So it's well, like, that makes sense though. It's like a perfect storm of comedy. Going, exactly, going on. just all happening at once in Calgary. I mean, but just from some of the names that you just listed off, I mean, it sounds like that that theater has like a long history of uh, people that have gone on to do many great funny things. Yeah, uh, who else? Bruce Hunter, uh, Venus Sood. I don't know. Lots of people that uh, that have, that you, you a lot of people you, you may not know their names, but you'd certainly recognize them from TV and stuff like right, that. Right, well. exactly. Now, 
Well, this feels. Uh, this is. Uh, I'm. A, I'm a stand-up comic, so I don't have much. I have. I've taken improv <laughs> classes, which I think are always helpful for someone just being on stage and dealing with audience members and stuff like that. And uh, I guess just sort of tearing down that wall in your head that uh, that says, "Oh, don't go in that direction," and then just uh, that improv class will just help you break down that wall and just say, "No, oh, we'll go there." If they're if they're. If- I took improv in L.A. I took improv at Second City, and I was terrible at it because the whole time they're like, "Oh no, get out of your head, get out of your head." I'm like, yeah. "No, I'm always in my head. I'm always." Do you know what I mean? That's why oh, that's I like true. stand out because I get to write things that I think and then like present them to audiences. But I'm not good. I will totally say I'm not good at improv. I'm I would not say, good at yeah, it. improv is a complete is a complete zen sort of thing. You really it's like you learn you learn everything and then forget it. And right. And it's a very hard thing for people to do. It's like it takes it's it is it's almost like a martial art in a way. So like you you train and you train and you train until you've got to the point where it's just automatic. And right. Well, I mean there there are certain rules to stand up that mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> and, and I guess that's why always stand ups have uh, difficulty with improv because we're always yeah. sort of trained to go for a joke. And I know an improv scene can go like like a minute or two without if, but if it's building to a laugh, then yeah. that's great. But I mean, a stand up will always start panicking, going like, "Holy shit, man! No one's uh, laugh for like thirty seconds. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my true. god!" I'm, and we want to laugh like every ten seconds, yeah. right? Yeah. And then we feel like we're bombing, but we got to remember it's not a stand up <laughs> show out there. It's like a. Uh, it's, <laughs> I think I there's. Why there's, I have like this tickly okay? throat, and all of a sudden I started. Like, are you all right, Christina? I'm you, okay. I don't know. What? I just got a tickle in my throat. That's a typical stand-up reaction to improv. You start <laughs> yeah, mentioning improv. Yeah, totally. I'm choking a, over talking about allergic, improv. Yeah, That's how so. bad I am at improv. <laughs> I'm choking <laughs> you start over wheezy. talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting wheezy. The. Uh, and that's what I always think is weird whenever they have the uh, like an award for best improviser because doesn't doesn't like an improviser's skill rely so much on the people that they're on stage with? It does. Uh, well, I don't think it relies. It re- the uh, the scene relies on the skill of the other people. But I mean, like you can still be a good improviser and still have bad improvise be on stage with bad improvisers and stuff right. like that. I uh, I yeah, I don't know how you. It's a difficult thing because. It's like I guess it's like golf or anything. It's like it's all just how you you know you have a good day or you have a bad day or right. you have a good year or a bad year of improv, you know. And it's just people again, you know. It was like we're saying, it is a hard thing to judge. And and in this case, it's like how many people voted for you online. Right. So that's. <laughs> no, we were actually because we, we were talking about that early in the uh, earlier in the show in the first segment that now the. Uh, the, well, I guess the Canadian Comedy Awards have done the online voting thing for the longest time, and we could yeah. have sort of said uh, off the top, but it's like an it's a it's a popularity contest with people that and you know what there have been other contests where I know people that have made like twenty uh, email addresses and then those email addresses were fake and they were used to vote for themselves over and over again, right, yeah. and so I mean, is there? I mean, what do you think about a the awards in the first place and and b how? People can kind of rig them, but they're, they're still somehow seem as legitimate in some people's eyes. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, too, there's that's one side of it. I always said, like, uh, when I, I remember one time I was presenting at the Canadian Comedy Awards a few years ago, and I said, uh, we're here tonight to pay tribute to the person with the largest email list. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, and uh, But it's like, and it's like, it is like that to a certain extent, I guess, you know, people are begging. But I mean, like, at the same time, people obviously know who you are, and I can't imagine, I can't imagine anybody can... I, especially now that it's gotten as popular as it has, I can't imagine anybody can really fix it, but just by getting themselves 20 addresses and trying to... Yeah. Unless they really know how to hack... Maybe if they're a hacker. You know, <laughs> yeah. Do you don't have a lot of people... There's not a lot of uh, pride these days in, in the hacking sort of uh, label that people like to give or used to give themselves when people... People used to be more upfront with the, oh, I'm a, I'm a hacker. 
Totally hacking. Yeah, I'll just hack into this. I'm like, I have no idea. Like, the only thing, my thing is, if I get into Google, I'm, I, I think I'm a hacker. It's like, I just hacked into Google. I'm in. Well, that's like, <laughs> that's, that's, I've, ha- I've hacked into Google. I've totally hacked in, man. They're, they're, it's giving me whatever I want in the search engine. That's awesome. They're not holding back. Oh, I'm getting all this information. Yeah, so. I'm gonna do something crazy like download it now. And, oh my god! Well, I, I didn't want to promote, like I didn't want to like do that on Facebook or Twitter or whatever. But whenever I saw anybody else doing that, like you can vote me, uh, vote for me for yeah, a yeah. Canadian Comedy Award, I was thinking, oh, I was like, I like that person, and that person is friends with me, and his friends are probably friends with me too. So maybe I'll accidentally get voted yeah, for just because once they're on yeah. there, they're yeah, gonna they just start... like well, vote for me because they're already there. Yeah. Right? Well, and a lot of times it's like you look at the list, and like if somebody if somebody's a performer in Vancouver. You've never seen or heard yeah. of them, so you just you end up just voting for the name you recognize. You know that's which, true. That's very true. So. But uh, apparently, like uh, industry votership was up something like uh, like a hundred and twenty percent this year, and uh, and then uh, public voting was up like eighty percent or something. Oh, that's like that. good. Well, I mean, more power to it. I mean, like, it, it, my thing about it is, you know, it celebrate. There's, it is a two-edged sword. It's what, on one side, it celebrates the the industry and it gives us all a reason to get together for one night and right, and, you which know, is and the best hi, part of the nice, whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's so fun. It's, it's fun. It has that gl- a global with uh, Golden Globes appeal because we were yeah. last yeah. night. We were we were all at uh, people could get up and leave and drink whenever they wanted exactly, to. Exactly. Yeah. It was cool. And like I always say, if uh, if anytime the comedians can get together when it's not either a night of uh, showcases at some shitty club right. or uh, a funeral. Uh, then that's, but seriously, like yeah, that's yeah, exactly, you know you yeah. get to see all your yeah, friends, and you're sort of like you don't yeah. want anyone to die, but you're sort of like, well, hey, we're all here together. Yeah, so, and, you know, yeah, and the only, the only the only downside for me is that you're five people get nominated, and then and I, as far as I'm concerned, like in Rebecca's category and in uh, the and in the other male improviser, I think all those people deserved an award. Like they were all excellent improvisers. Yeah, and four four people end up being slightly disappointed. And I think it's the same with stand up, and that's like, <laughs> and it's just like. It just feels it, that's the down. I mean, that's the downside of any award show. It's like you know, you build it. Everybody gets their hopes up, and you know, four people are going to be going to go home a little sad. Not like not terribly sad. Well, but not when only two sad, people you know. in the category show up. Only one person goes <laughs> oh, home disappointed. Go. Disappointed, I guess. Yeah. But you know what they should have done? They should have uh, got all five nominees for improvisers uh, to do a scene on stage, and then you would choose who won that just from the just from awesome. the how well that scene went. That would be a good way to. <laughs> That would be the that would be the worst improv you've ever seen. <laughs> Five people trying to prove they're the funniest person on stage. That would be the worst. Did you notice that? I don't know if I was talking to you about this earlier, but like, I feel like the pressure for your acceptance speech in that room. Oh yeah, would be the fine. hardest, right? Because it's. I mean, we we can make gotta, civilians laugh, no problem. But we're in front of each other, so we're a tough crowd. And you gotta so walk that like, fine line, right? Yeah. Between being funny and being an asshole. Exactly. Like, yeah, too, uh, so. like you could tell things like when some people are up there presenting, it was so shticky, like, this is us, we're presenting at an award show and this is how it's done. And it was like kind of Sticky. Did there, you get that vibe? There, there were a couple of jokes. I, I, I remember hearing a couple of jokes, and the audience actually going, "Oh, yeah." yeah. Like, like, and not even like, "Oh, that's a bad joke." But like, "Oh, why would you say that?" <laughs> like, <laughs> like a disappointed parent or something. Like, why would you? Why oh would you do goodness. that? It's a nice night. You're dressed. <laughs> why would you say that? The uh, what did you think of the the awkward tension between Sean Cullen and Kenny Hotz on stage? Did you catch uh, that? Uh, I peed for that. Oh. I. Yeah, I guess I don't know. Uh, I do they not like each other? I don't. I, I don't know. But Sean Cullen was doing a talk show off to the side. And yeah, I there saw was some that, awkwardness yeah. between those two, well, uh, which kind of was the highlight of the show. I guess I don't know. Well, I think of course I Ken, peed Kenny for the Hots, highlight. I mean, Jeez. I think Kenny Hotz lives for making awkward moments. So I think he, I think that's that's his. Isn't that his style or comedy? It Maybe, is. I mean, his entire 
television series is based on on awkward yeah. on, on awkward moments that make you cringe when you watch it. So I think maybe for him that's a success, and uh, for Sean. Again, and Sean's a good, you know, Sean's a good improviser, so maybe he was just playing along, just making it even more awkward. Going, All right, <laughs> but, you want to make this awkward? Let's see. Let's, uh, let's put it into red. Those see two, where it goes. Those uh, two succeeded, though. If that yeah, was their, uh, if that was their intention, I, I, you know, I can't. I don't know their their personal agenda, but now, uh, one thing I I did want to get to. We don't have a lot of time, but if, mm-hmm. just to just to, I, I love. Uh, I, I do uh, follow uh, you on Facebook, and 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 you're a part of the Twitter know, world. And I I look like a crazy man on Facebook. I know well, I, I look like some crazy. Cons- Conspiracy theorist. On <laughs> you know what I'm amazing. not. I'm not a crazy man. I just there's just a lot of things out there that make me angry, and I need to let people know about my fields. <laughs> and it's sort of like well, I mean, you do come sort of become this sort of uh, you know uh, armchair sort of like conspiracy theorist, uh, or write your manifesto in your shed out in the backyard. Yeah. You know, one of those like political. I don't really feel like going out to the streets today with my uh, you know picket sign, but I'll I'll punch yeah, something yeah. up on Facebook. Yeah, it's a lot I'm easier. adding you right now. It's a lot. You know. It's a lot. It's a lot easier. Just to hit link, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is to go. Then it is to go outside with a sign and have people laugh at you. I'd rather just stay in my apartment. And just, look, they, if they're going to laugh at me, at least I can do it in my underwear. And, yeah, exactly. Like, in a comfy chair. They, well, and, and also, you know, you try to put a, uh, you try to write a link on a protest sign and yeah. then go and march with it. You're not going to, yeah, get fucking nowhere. Trying to, really trying to write it down. <laughs> what, I can't just stand still for a minute. I want to write on your link. The uh, what, now, one of the things that uh, now I, I enjoy it when people put down like political links to things. You do a lot of that. I do, uh, and you throw out a lot of bullet points uh, as far as like you know, you know, the U.S. industry. You, what was the one today? You had, they spent, uh, oh, they the, uh, sold this much money on guns to the U.S. weapons industry has sold over sixty-six billion dollars worth of weapons, uh, uh, you know, overseas. Uh, the, and the next closest, their next closest competitor is Russia at four billion. Right. So, oh like, the U.S. is like. So far ahead of everybody else. And like, and, you know, it's so funny because they're, you know, they talk about being peace loving and all this stuff. And it's like, you sold $62 billion more than the next guy. Right. Yeah. Like, that's what the hell. And, and their army, their armed forces, Russia and China combined, still don't have half the armed forces of the United States. Like, you can, Russia, if Russia and China both thought, let's get together and attack the U.S., they still don't, they're still down two to one. Right. It's like insane how much. How many weapons and shit they have? We we brought it up on another episode too about how uh, they're. Sorry, the... that's you. I'm adding you on Facebook, right? Oh yeah, that's me. Yeah, that's Sorry. my. You can tell I'm really paying attention, there everybody. <laughs> the uh, but one of the things is like, and they're they're really hard on prescription drugs coming yeah. from Canada into the states. They uh, they crack down so big on that too, and, and there's always these rants about. Uh, you know, uh, well, I mean, from like uh, Republicans about uh, you know socialism and stuff, yeah. and I just think if Americans knew how much of their country already is socialized, yeah, they would exactly. flip out. I've just like you know the the fire department, uh, yeah, the well, police that's, department. That's it. It's like like and Obama tried to make that point. He says, look, you didn't build your business on your own or whatever it is, and. Uh, you know, and then the Republicans said, "Oh, what? We didn't build that." It's like, no, we're just saying you didn't build it on your own. Okay, right. that's all. They're like, like thousands of other people paid money so you could have roads and and, and your and your workers could be educated, and stuff like that. So, like, you know, give give government and socialism a little credit. A little credit, and you just think. And if if they're out crying about like uh, the fact like socialized medicine, you should think, okay, well, why don't we socialize your police department? What could go wrong there? You know, what's well, we'll, we'll, we'll socialize your fucking fire department. What what could what could go wrong there? You yeah, know, if you yeah. you don't like this being socialized, but you're okay with all these other people, like you know, like how do you think that fire truck got to your house when it was burning to the ground? Exactly. Yeah. Well, I mean, that was the thing. Like in New York, in the early history of New York, there, it was private fire companies, and what you you would have a uh, a a badge on your door. 
for a certain fire company. And uh, if you had a fire, that fire company would come. And if uh, and, and another fire company, even if even if it was closer, would not. They would just stand there and watch your house burn down. And sometimes what they used to do, because it, it got so competitive, they would actually block the route and stop the other fire trucks from getting to your house. And that's why the fire departments became a government agency, because they was like, no, you can't go around stopping guys from putting out fires. You've got to let them through. So yeah. they finally said, okay, to hell with it. It's a government agency. You all work for the city, and that's how it works. Again, it, it's like when government starts sounding like, uh, like parents, like talking to sc- school children, where these things just... These things just should be. Yeah. You know, you, you can't, you can imagine like a government talking to like these fire departments going, now come on, kids, you just can't. <laughs> can't. They want to need to put out the fire. Yeah. You Fires are bad. Yeah, you need you to go. put them out. Yeah. Let's put them out. Let's yeah, don't yeah. stop yeah. other, but that's another example of just how much people, and I'm not saying that everything should be socialized, but there are certain things, and especially thing like healthcare, where is the one industry that you could probably make the most money off of. Yeah, exactly. uh, privatizing it, then maybe you that you shouldn't privatize it. Well, and also, and it's not even that. I mean, like to me, I would think you'd make more money off it if it's, if it was socialized. If more people are living, then more people need medicine. Yeah, and more, <laughs> so the, I think instead of letting people die all the time, right. maybe you know let them live, and they will live longer, and they will consume more <clears throat> medicine as maybe. they can. I don't know. I'm yeah. no, I'm no economist, folks. I'm just <laughs> saying. You should, should get, you should get a bunch of like, uh, like, uh, you know, um, guys uh, hanging outside of other hospitals. You know, punching the shit out of people going in, just yeah, going, stop. no, go to that one. You're yeah, going to you go to that hospital. Yeah, yeah, right. Stopping them, stopping ambulances <laughs> and stuff from going anywhere. The, uh, you are a, a writer. We don't have much time. We actually, we, we do have to wrap things right. up. But I want to oh get to the gosh. point that you, uh, you are a writer for uh, this hour is twenty two minutes. Yeah. Which is sort of like, how do they cringe when someone says that they're like Canada's Daily Show? Uh, I do because I'm always. I always say, actually, we were around like eight years before the Daily Show. So. Eight years before the Daily Show in Canada, or in Canada? Yeah, Canada, exactly. Because uh, no, Canada. Uh, Twenty two minutes started in ninety three. I think the Daily Show started in well, maybe ninety nine or something, ninety eight yeah. or something like that. So, in fact, the Daily Show is actually America's This Hour is Twenty Two Minutes. Oh, that's a nice. I just want to say it. Oh, that's good. Yeah. The, uh, I'm reading Liz Winstead's. Uh, a book right now, actually. She's on the co-creators of The Daily Show, but you're right. Yeah. It was like 2000. It was, but they were yeah. on with Craig Kilborn uh, yeah. a couple yeah, years. Yeah, Craig, Craig Kilborn was two years before Jon Stewart. Yeah. So, did you know, this is an amazing still, fact, that uh, right. you know, John, the Daily Show's ratings went up 400% once Jon Stewart went on? Really? Yeah. Wow. I never even knew it was a show until well, Jon Stewart. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. But it didn't even make headlines when it was Craig, uh, Craig, Craig, Craig Kilborn. Craig yeah. Kilborn. Well, but. and also, I mean, I'm, and I'm not not to take anything away from John Stewart, but I'd like to know uh, when uh, Stephen Colbert and Steve Carell were on the show, like when they got hired, because I think they probably had a huge thing to do with the the ratings going up as well. Yeah, that's sure. awesome. The uh, oh, fuck, I wish that we could get. We're actually we're at we're out of time. We're out right. of time. I wish we cool. could get to uh, the sort of we wanted to talk to you more about the manufacturing of patriotism. Uh, and now you're going to be going off to Halifax in, in a week to uh, uh, start writing for the show. Uh, in a couple of weeks, yeah. We, we, well, the show will be, yeah, we'll get okay. going we'll, with the show. We'll, and that, and we'll, we'll figure out a way to that. get you back on because that's sure. uh, a famous to- uh, topic that I w- do want to get to because it, it bothers me when. Okay, we'll just quickly get to we'll just do the 18, 1812. <laughs> I want to get to this because okay. this pisses me off so bad when Canada <laughs> tries to re- well, uh, recreate a patriot, not manufacture yeah, patriotism. The conservatives are trying to manu. You're right. The conservatives are trying to manufacture patriotism, which is always a difficult thing in Canada because we're not we're naturally non-patriotic, and that we're you know it's just one of those things. And uh, so, uh, but if you look at it, yeah, there's the big celebration about 1812, which is whatever. 
but there's also the idea of bringing back the idea of royal into right. all the things. And Harper's whole thing is like he's bringing back uh, uh, the commitment to royalty, uh, mil- the military military victories. Although you notice he never brings up the victory at the Plains of Abraham because right. he knows that's going to really take off Quebec if you bring if you start celebrating. <laughs> right. We all start celebrating that one. But it's okay to make fun of the you know to celebrate as kicking the Americans' ass because you know it's not like. But the thing is, we weren't even Canada at that. Yeah, point. exactly. It was like like yeah, we were talking about this before. It's like no, it was actually the British trying to protect a few forts. Right. They weren't they weren't trying to protect the Canadians from tyranny. They were just trying to stop the Americans from taking over some very valuable land is yeah. all it was so well i mean this, uh, do your own research into that people, before yeah, you start please. come on get out there read google a book. something holy read a, fuck yeah, go, yeah, just just read a web web page <laughs> hack, <laughs> hack into google hack figure it. it out and then i guess just you know if you're going to wave a flag around just know why you're waving it i suppose there you go the uh i want to thank where can people get in touch with you we can follow you on twitter just follow, well yeah i'm on twitter and you know, the facebook thing or whatever and i like i'm mean, like i said just google me my name it, there's only two Albert Howells on the internet. It's me, it's me, and a boxer in Perth, Australia. So, you know. Shit. Awesome. Can... And he doesn't answer emails because I've tried to contact him. And he won't, because I, I said, hey, it's another Albert Howell. And he won't, con- he won't uh, come what back. What an so asshole. I'm the, I'm the only one who'll write back to you. So okay. You All right. We'll find Albert Howell on uh, Facebook, uh, Twitter, the internet, and, uh, and oh, have a, a and, great uh, time uh, going off to Halifax and writing for this IRS 22 minutes. Yes. Thank you. I also have uh, some stuff on YouTube called First World Problems. So you okay. can check those out too. Some little, some, and they're all under a minute. So okay. Great. Check them out. Uh, I want to thank you very much for coming in. Thank you, Albert. Thank you. Uh, you, We'll be right back from uh, this break uh, with the very, very funny Mr. Mike Wilmot. I like your hair. Thanks. (laughs) Proving once again cats are smarter than humans, this is Anything Goes with Darren Frost and Dave Martin. Hey, this is Steve Patterson, and you're listening to Anything Goes on Sirius XM with Darren Frost and his funny friends. Get those letter-writing pens ready. We're back. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost and Dave Martin. All right, we are back from the break. That was Albert Howell in the last segment. This is Anything Goes for the week of uh, August 29th. Uh, we are Darren Frost free. He is off in uh, Halifax uh, shooting an episode of Mr. D. So uh, in studio beside me, I have, as always, the lovely Christina Walkinshaw. Holler. And uh, we have uh, Mr. Mike Wilmot, who is sitting beside us. Yeah, Good morning. Good morning. morning, everybody. Good morning. We, were, uh, uh, we brought up the fact that uh, you were supposed to be here a couple weeks ago to promote a uh, show that you were doing in the yeah. Muskoka area. Yeah, and I just pulled out because I'm fat and lazy. <laughs> Who the hell cares? Who the hell cares? <laughs> well, you were gonna, you were, uh, you basically said to uh, Tyler, uh, just get me a cottage and I'll be there every year. Every year I'll host, I'll, I'll do anything. I'll, you know, I'll, yeah. I'll do radio, except for apparently this one. Except for this show. <laughs> I'll do Muskoka based radio only. And uh, yeah, it's fantastic. It it's, almost looked like you were going to say, I'll do improv. I will do, I fuck it, I'll do improv. <laughs> only I, if you get a cottage. Improv, yeah, yeah, if I get a cottage, I, I'll only do it at the cottage. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we'll do next year. We'll just, they're pretty big cottages. I bet we can get 50 people in the living room. It's <laughs> a pop. That's a good, that's a good crowd. Watch me good. ask them what they do and where they're from. <laughs> <laughs> and at what point you'll yell at them to get out of your house. Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, if they go for, if they go for the fridge, they're out. Yeah. <laughs> definitely BYOB. The, uh, but. <laughs> But that, that is the uh, Tyler Morrison's uh, country comedy. I've done it a couple I, times. I love it. I love adding a Canadian to it. 
I would like it to be the Royal Canadian Cottage <laughs> Comedy Festival. You could do that. Whatever happened to Royal Canadian? That used to be for everything yeah. when I was a kid. It's a Royal Canadian. No, it's it's a it's a stupid festival. It's really dumb, <laughs> it's, and it's a lot of fun because everyone <laughs> in Muskoka is pissed. Yeah, everyone's pissed. That's the true. Audience we just drink the whole time. They put a they put the audience on a bus. Right. And if they're late, you actually are standing outside the venue waiting for your audience to arrive <laughs> in a bus. And the doors open and they just peel out. It's, it's bizarre. <laughs> it's a lot of fun, but when I had done it before, I think two years ago, it, like they had... Uh, oh, we did it last summer. We did Cottage Country. That couldn't have been last. Two, oh, oh, no, remember? no. I did... we had like that motel in Gravenhurst right, right off the, the 400. The, fir the first uh, installment of it, you guys were at a resort. Yeah, the first I wasn't installment at that resort. One. I was at the one where we got a motel. You were at the That's motel one. That's more of a storage unit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, you, you, yeah, everyone gets a bad walk. Yeah, that was just the, the the one at the motel was just a containment for drunks. <laughs> this year they had it in a, like a motel. Yeah. Like just a strip motel in yeah. the middle of, of nowhere. And they booked the whole motel. That's what it was last year at yeah. the part yeah. two. But you, everyone's place. in the parking was, lot getting pissed. There was a big like fire, like fire pit and there was yeah, like yeah, a weird yeah. like there was a pool kind Didn't of out yonder with a lot of weeds in it. Yeah, I uh, think Tom O'Donnell match. and I got into a wrestling match. <laughs> yes. I think nobody won. Well, I think both of us won because nobody puked during <laughs> yeah, our wrestling kind of wrestling. Yeah, that's yeah, that's how you end the wrestling is you yeah. stick your finger down to your opponent's throat. <laughs> First one to puke loses. <laughs> if, he get, if he taps out, then uh, or if he pukes, that's basically the fight's You're over. You're done. Puke. Yeah. You're done. That's what I always say. You know, if someone someone starts puking, whoever that's the loser, and no one no one keeps fighting after someone's vomited. Oh, no, vomit on them. That's yeah. Right. That's the first thing you do when a crazy person approaches. Throw up on them. Well, who has the old joke if uh, someone breaks into your house, get naked, because no one no one attacks a naked man? That's a good one. I don't know. But anyway. Well, that someone... was around since people were naked, that joke. <laughs> since someone had a house to break into and nakedness first was... First joke. Yeah. Yeah. That was the first I joke. I bet if I was naked, no one would come in here. <laughs> exactly. Hey, funny. hey, you should, hey Frank, you should, uh, get, you should do that joke to other people. First, got to build more homes. <laughs> no one's going to get it until I build more homes. Yeah, you break into someone's cave that's uh hey what are you doing in the front of my cave well, it's uh, a cave <laughs> what, do you, what do you got there fire it's not a door what's this door you talk <laughs> of oh fuck i'm gonna have to make more of them oh oh man <laughs> knock, knock let's even think about the knock knock jokes no one's the first knock. door yeah. Yeah. The next day there was a knock knock joke. Yeah. Knock knock. Who's there? The only guy with a door. <laughs> yeah. I'm the only asshole with a door. Oh yeah. man, more people could relate to this if I made more doors. Yeah, yeah. Put a building around it. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, I was about to start asking you Albert Howell's questions. Um, Don't. Well, I have a there, question for you. You were actually at the festival the year that they had it in a ho a motel. But you were in a cottage last year, and all the other assholes were in a motel. That's the deal. That was, yeah. I went there for that. I was yeah, there with that's you. That's the deal. So I, I, I saw you at the show. We bring over. I bring over some comedian friends, but the, you know that's about it. But what ha originally it was so me and Edwards could get a cabin for free to drink away from the wives. Right. Then they sent photographs of the cottage that they had rented us, and it was beautiful, and they overdone themselves. And so Elaine and the kids came, and then they brought friends. And then uh, I'm, the, I'm, I'm fucked. I'm the, you know, the whole point is gone. You should have known better to Photoshop <laughs> yourselves inside of, like, a really shitty cottage. That's, and... I should have told Tyler just whatever, just send the shittiest thing. Yeah, that would have been perfect. <laughs> yeah. Dilapidated. Just a barn, actually. One of those classic barns. We're staying in the silent. She'd still come. <laughs> Free beer. Because she'd know that you'd get up to some trouble, even on your own, oh, at a barn. He, he, oh, yeah, in a barn. He'll, <laughs> snake, he'll snake something in. The, uh, he should have had pictures of you washing your clothes in the river and stuff like that. I did. <laughs> yes. I did. I, oh, the first thing I do when I go to a cottage is I take this shirt. 
is my favorite one to do, is you take this shirt, it's a linen shirt, you wash it in a Canadian river, well wearing it, yeah. <laughs> and then lay on a dock till it's dry, and now you smell Canadian. Uh. <laughs> you, 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 you reek awesome. of Canada. That's awesome. <laughs> the uh, one of the things I, I wanted to uh, bring up is that uh, yeah, you were at the uh, comedy awards last night. Do you sort give, of. Do you give two shits about uh, the voting process? No, or any of that? no, I, I never gave a shit about any award show. I yeah. saw you tweeting at the comedy awards, and you're like, I just want to go and get drunk, and then they're like, check your Facebook messages. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, like I just it, to me, uh, uh, it was a drinking excuse. I just crashed the after party. Well, that's, but, uh, that's yeah. what people that go there for. the best part, yeah, yeah, the drinking they part. They should do the, give out awards. And, there's an award in Britain they give out on an afternoon brunch. Yeah. And it's a, and they're giving out, like, tons. Jazz musicians, ballerinas, everything. And it's over in an hour. And then you're drinking champagne and, and, and having, and then that part goes right into the evening. Right, yeah. And, that's, and it's, it's under, it's, it's nice. It's quiet. <laughs> this is, well, the only thing the Canadian award shows always make me laugh. Why do we always try to be American? Exactly. It's so, we can't be. We're quaint. We're, we're cute. <laughs> we're goofy. We should embrace the goofiness that this country is. <laughs> Instead, It's like when Bullard had his talk show and he did the fist punch or whatever they call it. The bump, fist bumping thing. A bump. Yeah. With the, just, oh, I just cried inside. It should be in a barn. Yeah. <laughs> That's my point for today's interview. Whatever you're doing, do it in a barn. <laughs> do it in a barn. It should be a. It should be like hee haw. If you're gonna, if you're gonna fake something American, fake hee haw. <laughs> Didn't we make hee haw though? Yeah, Don Heron was yeah. the king of hee haw. Yeah, I think I Gordy Taps a Canadian. If you don't remember hee haw, he's got to be a Canadian. Gordy. <laughs> no one names their kids Gordy in America. No, no American not Gordies. a lot of American Gordies. What was the? You had you, uh, a question oh, came I do, up I on, have the, a question. on the Twitter. I, I put it out on the Twitter if you have any questions for Mike Wilmont. And then, uh, so Lars Calio from the West, uh, he's from Albert, or he's from Albert. He's Albert. from he's Albert. He's from Albert. He was just here. I know, that's why I like. Spawn of Albert. <laughs> he's the spawn of Albert. Sorry, my bad. Um, I know he's from somewhere out there, you know. He's, um, as most of us are. <laughs> I know. So he says, oh wait, oh fuck, sorry. I just pressed the wrong button. Okay, so Mike had an amazing quote. I wonder if he knows the author. And then he wrote, Day people and night people quote. Oh yeah. Hashtag jazz musician. Yeah, that, that's funny. I was I was about eighteen, uh, and watching a show on PBS about the Preservation Hall Jazz Band, and uh, they're at they're interviewing and it's all old guys and they die and then they're replaced by other old guys and it's been going on for years and years and years and years, and they're interviewing the uh, one of the one of the players and he's got to have been eighty five ninety years old, and he said there's two kind of people in the world there's day people and night people. Uh, day people work every day, all day, just to make enough extra money to give to the night people. Yeah. And when yes, I was 18 or 19, true. I thought, well, that's that's it. It's it true. Was, the, the, the heaven's open. That, that's that's exactly <laughs> what I want to do for a living is take day people's extra money. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Not steal it, you know, but, you know, earn it in a really stupid way at night. <laughs> yeah. If you ever have a bad show, do you feel like you're stealing their money? Yes. Uh, or you don't have bad shows anymore? Well, I, I still, well, yeah, every comic thinks they've had a bad show, regardless of the audience thinking it was a good or a bad yeah. show. Yeah, that's but, true. Uh, no, I've always, uh, I've always said I've underpaid. <laughs> no, I, I, uh, no I've, I, I, I feel guilty getting paid in general. Yeah. But, uh, uh, yeah, every so often I feel like, well, I just. I do that them. sometimes too, where I get like paid really well for a gig, and I'm like, oh my God, was I worth that? Like, uh, I don't know. Oh, no, I don't think you're worth uh, I think. <laughs> 
Not we're, that I ever really get paid well. <laughs> no, no, I'm like over Where's that was seventy-five dollars. To me, that doesn't. It's not like you've got. You know, what? How much do you pay to listen to a guy swear <laughs> for an hour know, <laughs> and talk about things about his wife? Wow, for now, what should you? How do you scale what that's worth? Well, I don't know if it's like Mike McDonald that had the quote of just like I I do the stand up for free, but you pay me for the bullshit it takes to get to the show. Yeah, well, that's well, I, yeah. If you pay for my my bullshit wife, yeah, that's what you're paying. <laughs> you're paying to hear a guy that's literally without money uh, would just be in a park somewhere. Talking to pigeons. <laughs> so without so it's like it's a benevolent disorder stand up for me. Yeah. I like uh, you know, I'm just glad you can make a buck uh, yeah. doing something I would be annoying people on a, on an elevator. Well basically. You, you have to think too. It's like um I, I remember reading at one point there was uh I can't remember who wrote it, but he said that uh you should always be, be thankful that we're living in a time where you can get paid to do, like, whether it's, like, stand-up or even play music. Because you think that, like, you know, back in the day where there was no entertainment industry, you know, no, you like, got, you got, Attila you the Hun or something. Yeah, they yeah, you would a be, chicken. Right. Yeah, you or can, so, make them giggle, you give it a chicken. And then, or, or just, like, you know, if, if uh, they gave the example, like, the, Attila the Hun's army was, like, you know, he'd be on the top of his horse going, hey, who's that asshole that's making all the other soldiers laugh? And not uh, we're not, uh, you know, uh, we're, oh, yeah. we're not raping and pillaging. Hey, let's kill that guy. <laughs> that was just. Time of a great seriousness. Yeah. Yes. Smiling meant you were crazy. Right. Why, what are you laughing about? Insane. Yeah, look, look oh this God. is called the plague, you funny funny. <laughs> Stop <laughs> giggling. This is really serious. Yeah. <laughs> Who's that asshole making jokes about? Ever ever notice that uh, the plague when you have it and you're Black Death? Hey. Yeah. Who here has Black Death? Yeah, you know that ring <laughs> around the rosy oh. song? Yeah. <laughs> the uh, that's what I always think too, is like um that's Whenever they have like, um, the, the, I always think we're products of envir our, our environment because there's no one in the third world who's, you know, in a starving village that's uh, looking around going, hey, you know, I'd like to be a comedian. You know? I bet there is, sadly. I, uh, I bet probably. One, one guy that saw maybe a brief 10 minutes of a comedy <laughs> show from America. <laughs> you know, maybe somebody just, and the only time he's ever seen TV, that one fateful 10, 15 minutes, and whatever that is, I want to do it. i yeah. got to get out of this village. <laughs> Talk to a stick. I'm going to make it. Whatever I used to be is. in my dad's basement when I worked in his hardware store when I was a kid, talking into a screwdriver, yeah. dreaming of getting the fuck out of that basement. <laughs> and now I'm in a basement. Well, I guess they used to have like a conch was the Lord of the Flies, the conch shell that you pass around. And then I guess whoever would be holding the conch shell for the longest now and the funniest that we just, hey, well, why don't you just take it? We... I always thought it was like cave painting. Yeah. Like uh, you, 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 you make uh, life uh, a little enjoyable for a minute. Right. So, so you paint on the wall. Uh, here, here's the leader. He's big with a giant penis, and he's our leader. <laughs> and they don't, they don't want to lose you now in the hunt, right? Because you make all the good pictures, so you get to stay with the ladies when when they go out and hunt. And that's what, uh, and that's what comedy is. Yeah. <laughs> I, I won't explain how I got from that to this. Well, I just probably say like, that and then this. That's it. It's like, uh, well, you're not a good enough hunter, so we'll leave you here with yeah, the ladies. You make us laugh. You make us laugh. We'll yeah. keep you around. We'll, we'll come back. We'll all have a good laugh. You can do 10 minutes <laughs> and stay with the ladies. <laughs> it's all about staying with the ladies. Yeah. Well, then when all the ladies uh, get to give birth uh, nine months later to very funny kids, then you're going to be like, yeah. uh, hey, hey. Well, that's, that's funny, too. <laughs> Are there any, like, people out there that have, like, they're comedians and then they're offspring go off to be comedians oh yeah ben stiller yeah is a product of two comedians oh yeah which explains a lot yeah 
explain to us. <laughs> he couldn't have grown up well. No. <laughs> My kids are funny, but in a really loud, obnoxious. Well, they got. I like Teresa. I've met yeah, Teresa before. Yeah, she's she's out of her mind. She's a good drinker. Where'd she get oh, that no, from? I don't have a clue. Her mom's a drunk. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking earlier before the show went on that uh, you know that you're old when you start referring to things as like the Twitter. Yeah, yeah you yeah. said the Twitter, yeah, and then and somebody th- wrote back on Twitter and wrote. Um, at, oh, it was uh, Tommy Campbell in England. He was like, "Oh, ask him if he calls her the Elaine." Oh yeah. Wife. <laughs> One day, you know, I was in Nashville doing a show not too long ago, and I brought her up as Myrna, and my manager at the time just said, uh, "That's great for the South. It's always good to have a hook." No, no, that's her name. That's they thought it's gonna be like a get her done. Well, Myrna, yeah. Myrna till <laughs> I go like Fang. It would be like yeah, Phyllis Diller. Her her, her husband was Fang. My old lady's Myrna. Well, it'll probably work. I'm laughing at it, but I could put a million in my pocket and play the South. And Myrna's a a great name, because, like, I know when you first called her Elaine, and and I was there, I was like, oh, well, Elaine, I've heard of, I know other Elaines, there's the Seinfeld Elaine. Right, right. When you brought up Myrna, I was like, I've never heard that word. It's just like, Elaine, my wife Elaine, her nickname is Myrna, because years ago, somebody said, got dumped by his girlfriend and said, I need a stronger woman. I need, like, a, a... a Myrna. Yeah. <laughs> and someone pointed to Elaine and went, she's a Myrna. And it stuck. 25 years later, she's still Myrna. Yeah, Myrna <laughs> sounds like the kind of uh, woman that can, like, throw barrels around. That and are, like, she load is. the back of a truck. I know. You what about them. the name Christina? Where does that resonate? What do you that picture when you see royalty. Christina? Or when you hear Christina? She skips. I don't think I'm a... <laughs> Christina skips. skips and hops around. <laughs> yeah. That does sound like me. There you go. Christina's a princessy gentle <laughs> name. Myrna. Uh, I don't but think I know so. Myrna. Myrna, yeah. There, there must have been a queen Myrna. Somewhere. <laughs> Just a, well, I think if a guy was going to tell a story about a woman kicking his ass, and the name was Myrna, Myrna. Yeah. No. Like, like, Christina kicked your ass. What? <laughs> <laughs> she had a tiara. Yeah. She threw rose petals on you afterwards. <laughs> Some fucking... skip skipped away. Yeah. With my wallet. <laughs> <laughs> or, yeah, or Myrna sounds like the kind of uh, chick that would beat the shit out of you, and then if you were knocked out, she would crack open a beer can, pour a little bit on your face to wake you up. And then beat you up again. And then beat you yeah, up again. Yeah. <laughs> if, I, I've always looked at the, my relationship, 26 years with her now, if it was a boxing match, I have never once... Got off the canvas. <laughs> she knocked me out day one, and I'm still there. Every time I make an attempt to get up, and then she she cheats. She punches when I'm still got one knee on the on the camp. <laughs> so just just uh, haymaker. I think that's what they call. What am I talking about boxing? <laughs> yeah. like, going into something I don't know how to explain. They're turning with, into Lou Eisen with the gloves. <laughs> yeah. with, the, with the punching and the gloves. One of the things uh, I or thought mitts. The uh, boxing mitts. No, they're gloves. No, they're, they're gloves. gloves. But they are mitts. I think that's another thing that you're, you've just exposed yourself to knowing nothing about boxing when you're referring to them as the mitt. Uh, the mitt. Yeah. Boxing mitt. <laughs> the mitts. Well, they are mitts. You got all your fingers together. Yeah. That's they're a mitts. Mitt. That's, that's true. boxing mitts. That, they're not gloves. Know, they're true. not gloves. They're yeah. mittens. Those other idiots are you can't, gloves. You can't pick up a quarter or they're anything mitten. with a, a pair of boxing and gloves. And if you on. can, it's like you're, you've been boxing for a while. <laughs> you should. You need new mitts. Yeah. Well, if you get a dime like that, just picks up a dime with his boxing mitts. <laughs> if you if you uh, if your knuckles are coming through. The uh, the stuffing on the mitts, then you need new mitts. You need new mitts. If your finger could come out, if you can smoke with two fingers, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah if your if your boxing gloves looks like hobo gloves with the fingers fucking cut yeah. off of them, or, or yeah, just maybe they are hobo gloves and you just put like a sock in there. That's right. I'm a pro. I'm a pro. Yeah, I'm a pro. I, I, you can find me down at the docks going yeah, yeah, like, yeah. A, I'll like, go two rounds with anybody. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, just just pay for my wine. She's living on wine and cigarette butts. Did you do that? We took like drunks off the street and made them fight. 
did, and, and well, they there filmed was, it. There was the bum fight. Bum fight. And I don't know what happened. I don't know. Well, it's a horrible society we live in when uh, they take that off the air. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. If you can't watch bums fight, what's the point of living? But you know what <laughs> I, I did find was funny? It was like uh, no one was sticking up for the bums and saying, hey, this is how they're making a living. They should be allowed to. Sure, that's, that's how, the true. same The same principle goes with boxers. Right, well, no. Street fighters, whatever, not street fighters, what are they, caged, caged fighters? <laughs> There's no roof on it, is it? It's not like a full-on cage. <laughs> no. More of, a, it's... more of a pen, really. No, I... Pen I, fighters. I, yeah. I, I used crib, to have... crib fighters. It's a crib. It's a giant crib. I used to have a whole bunch of... I used to have a always have a uh, comics over and we would watch the UFC because most of us were working on weekends and uh, there was a, a one buddy of mine that came over and uh, you know he exposed himself for knowing nothing about ultimate fighting because he asked a room full of comics uh, he said uh, hey well wh- has anyone ever tried to escape from the cage ah there you go yeah was it me <laughs> no that was, it was definitely not you I remember Irwin they do Barker. get up they do get up the top near the end <laughs> so they had, they had the chance to get out the whole time well it was I think Erwin Barker turned to the guy and said uh, well they're not going in they're against their will. It's not like they're. Do- it's not like dogfighting where they're. You know, they're like rabid men that just get thrown into a ring. And they- that's what I say to Myrna about boxing. I do watch a little boxing because it's nice to see people getting knocked out. Yeah, I don't, it's just funny <laughs> for millions of dollars. It's just really funny, and that's what I explained. There, these are two boxers. This isn't like a boxer and a regular guy. <laughs> like, which I would love to see that as well. Yeah, they have, like the world champion and the guy that was uh, well, working at the concession stand. You know, they're macho and they got they got the abs and everything, and they're all strong. And when they get knocked out, they just look so stupid and funny. <laughs> you know, when they when they fall back on their own legs and you know they start snoring immediately. Good, good. I say, good. Knock yourself out. That's why I'm, I'm turning into an old Jew all of a sudden. <laughs> hey, you want to knock yourself out? Yeah, Go knock, ahead. You know, knock yourself out. Out, you should knock yourself. <laughs> uh, I don't know how much, uh, I, Frank, how much time do we have I, left? I, Two, three minutes? I just, okay, maybe we can just quickly get into, uh, <laughs> I, I know my microphone's doing a, my I penis. like it when your microphone falls like a lacid penis like, yeah, right in front of you. I was going to say, so microphone funny. does my penis impression <laughs> too just, often. Just oh, yeah, for no gotta, reason, it just falls down. Yeah, yeah, I got to go to Chinatown if you know what I mean. <laughs> I do. I do. We'll talk like well, those. Uh, I've, uh, I've, I'm yeah. the king of flaccid right now. <laughs> Too much on my mind. That's what they would say when you were entering the ring. He's the king, king of, of flaccid. And out he goes. Weighing in at 200, and he doesn't want to tell us the rest of his weight. <laughs> pounds. Ish. Yeah. Ish. It's 200-ish. <laughs> Depends if you're in your fourth or fifth pint. Of... Yeah, exactly. He's had four pints tonight. Coming to the ring. We pulled him out of the audience, Milch. Mr. Mike Wilmot. <laughs> He's gotten into the ring. Oh, he has to go to the bathroom all of a sudden. Yeah. What, what, okay. Very quickly, I want to ask you about the uh, the Lewis Black cruises that you've done oh, before. Oh, Jesus. How are those? Those are amazing. Uh, uh, just uh, quickly tell people what they are. Uh, Lou uh, uh, has a thing called Lou's Cruise. He doesn't do it anymore since that... Uh, the ship uh, <laughs> since the Italian ship in, went in, down in Italy. He's so he's fucked with. He thought they were you could never get hurt on one. So yeah, it was, uh, <laughs> he thought you could never get hurt on a boat. On a boat, and then yeah, so they're so now he's just going to do it on land in some resort. <laughs> Lewis seems like the kind of guy that would dismiss boats after the one. Yeah, one the one boat. boat. Yeah, well, he he went out to, to entertain the troops, and he's asking why you're wearing a flak jacket. And Madigan's like, well, they're shooting at us. I don't want to do it. Wait, you're in a war zone. <laughs> I don't know, but this sounds a little dodgy. Pretty idiot. He thought Warzone was just a hipster name for some it's, comedy it's, club. That's why when you're in the groove. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, he has this thing called Lose Cruise, and he gets out his friends, and you go on a week-long cruise. The audience of, there's like 4,000 people in this boat, but only about 500 know of the Lose Cruise, and they've paid, uh, uh, you know, a few hundred bucks more. 
and he made some deal with Royal Caribbean. And so it was me, uh, Lou, Kathleen Madigan, uh, Tim Wilson. Uh, oh, fuck. A really funny guy. Well, like I think Alonzo Bowden. Has uh, he ever Bowden's been? doing the, the one now. Uh, but it was all, it was just, it was a blast. It was just, they, they were like really cool. I thought it was going to, he had to con me onto it. Because, I because t- you know, in our profession, you do a, a cruise, it means, goodbye, I'm retired now. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I no longer give a fuck about what's funny. It's like a Hall of Fame award. You yeah, know, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> You're done. You're done. Thank you. And, Actually, I uh, wish that they, that would be the case for the Canadian Walk of Fame, too. As soon as you get it, you have to retire. Well, that's what I told I got a, an award once called the Time Out Award in London. And when I was being interviewed in Calgary, uh, was in, back in Canada, he said he, he must have Googled me and asked me about the Time Over Award. <laughs> and I told him that's what the award is. They, they get together, they give you an award, and they say, go home now. We've had enough. It was fun, yeah. but you've, we're, we're hearing stuff again. It's, you're not writing enough. No, it's just Speaking uh, and, of Time and, Over. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> like Madigan did bingo calling. It was like a bizarre, and all our all the fans are there. So that Lou starts the whole show off the first night going, look, we're on the boat together. We're very approachable. Just don't be assholes. Yeah. And they were lovely for the, for the whole week. They were fantastic. It was like they were almost they're all my age and older, so they were they were like parrot heads. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Jimmy Buffett fans. <laughs> they're all, yeah, yeah. They're just like stoned guys with motorhomes. It's fucking oh. sweet. How hard is it to get drugs on a cruise ship? Uh, not uh, that hard when your first stop is uh, somewhere in the Caribbean. <laughs> yeah. They, they were throwing. Bags of weed off when we were heading back to Florida. Oh, it was like that scene for the Love Boat when the, when the cruise launched and people. Yeah, well, you should just actually see. Yeah, a lot of really stoned fish right around the <laughs> Port Canaveral. Um, we got we are out of time for today. This is uh, your this is like I think is this your second appearance? My on second. Uh, yes. We don't repeat a lot of guests, but Michael Moan, this is your uh, second time in the studio. Uh, I want to thank you so much for coming in today. Oh, my pleasure. Uh, people can follow you on the on the Facebook. Mike Wilmot on one because there's a real Mike. There's another Mike Wilmot. I'm older, so I'm the real one. There's another Mike Wilmot that's getting really pissed off at me. There's a he, there's another comedian named Dave Martin too. He's like a, <laughs> he's a black dude out of Atlanta. So, so you, you'll one day meet. Oh well, yeah, I'm sure we'll, our paths will cross, and you'll have a lot to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, if people so if people want to find you, is there a website that uh, there's a Mike Wilmot.ca, but I, I never keep it up, so don't put... Well, I shouldn't say that in case somebody... Yeah, there is. There's a Mike Wilmot.ca. Somebody sitting on my .com, some asshole in, in Europe <laughs> that wants 400 euros for me to use my own fucking name. Oh. So I hope he's listening to this because he's a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, uh, hopefully that cunt will give up your uh, your name soon. If for not, for, you can have mine. I didn't buy mine. The, the principle, <laughs> it's, you know, it's it's just... Uh, I, I'm, very few principles, but right there I have principle. That's okay. a, that bullshit. We've been, I, I've been told more than once that we got to go. All right, uh, sorry. I, want, I want to thank Mike Wilma for thank coming you. in. I want to thank Albert Howell for coming in. Yay. Thank you, Albert. Thanks, boys. You can find them all on the uh, on the internet. Uh, where? How do people follow you, Christina? I'm I'm on Twitter. I'm at Walkin' Sauce, and I'm at Dave Martin World, uh, both uh, on the uh, on the web and on uh, Twitter. And I want to thank uh, Frank Trachtenberg for being uh, uh, working the board and uh, making us sound so great. Uh, and, so for, thank, and for the coffee, you get your coffee. And I want to thank uh, Victoria Meinkin for uh, also producing our show each week. Um, <laughs> and uh, tune in next time. Uh, next uh, time we're going to have uh, Jesse Hawking from the. Uh, Toronto International Film, uh, he's uh, the Film Fest guy. He's going to be coming in. And the very funny Mr. Bob Kerr will be also be with us Yay! next week. Uh, thank you very much once again. And uh, and please take care of yourselves and each other. Good night. I smile and wave.